Hello and welcome to Endpoint Zone episode number seven. This is the Endpoint Zone with Brad Anderson and uh, welcome back to the Channel 9 studio. Great to be here. I, I seriously can't believe it's been a month. It's uh, pretty incredible. The amount of things that have been released over the course of the last month as well, um, the amount of new features that have actually ended up inside of EMS is pretty, well, it's extraordinary, frankly. So we're going to take a course of the next uh, 20 minutes or so to look over um, some of those things. And we're going to start off with one of the new resources that we've put out there. It's the EMS website. So what is new with the website? Yeah, we, we, we completely redesigned it. So you're actually taking a look at here at the EMS website. And so the first thing is you, you know, scroll up a little bit more there, or scroll down a little bit more, sorry, Simon. You know, you get a chance to kind of see there really are four categories or areas of investment that we've made inside of, uh, inside of, the, inside of the enterprise mobility suite. First is identity as a service and all the work that we've done that literally allows you to manage thousands of apps with a single identity. Yep. Very unique on the market. If you click on devices, it's all the things you would expect to have here. How do you manage iOS, Windows, Android devices? All from one place, you integrate that with SCCM and you've got the world's best solution for managing all of your devices that your users want to use. From an applications perspective and the mobile application management, this is how you really enable your users to be, to be productive while helping keep all that content secure, but at the same time separating corporate content from personal content. And that's one of the things we hear in every customer conversation mm -hmm. is help me keep what's corporate separate from what's personal. And then finally, the data protection. And the things that we're doing in terms of data protection goes far beyond anybody in the industry. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to is showing you some of the new things that are available in the Ignite keynote. Uh, this may be the most interesting piece of the, of, the, of the keynote. As I was walking through the demos actually yesterday, this was one of the like, oh, wow, kind of moments. So mm -hmm. super interested in, in, in showing that to everybody. But some of the things that we've done here with, with the EMS webpage, which I think, again, are interesting, if you scroll up for a minute, you know, if you go click on, for example, why Microsoft, just answers a simple question. Why would you want to use Microsoft as your enterprise mobility management vendor over somebody else in the industry? So as you scroll down, well, you know, first of all, if you want to manage Office, nobody does it better. In fact, there are things that are only possible if you're using the enterprise mobility suite, like the ability to manage copy, paste, and actually contain the data. You know, it's more flexible. You know, our, our architecture, and I'm blogging a lot about this right now, our architecture is a, is a pure cloud-based service, mm -hmm. and it really does enable us to be much more um, agile than anybody in the industry. And we're going to get to this in a minute, but these monthly release cadences that we're on give us the ability to get more value out to you faster than anybody in the industry. Couple that then with the work that we've done that connects the cloud with your on-premises config manager, and you have that hybrid, you know, which gives you all the benefits of what you already know, what you already use, what you have deployed coupled with the agility of the cloud. So it's more flexible. You come down, we have enterprise-grade security and the fact that we are protecting on more layers of the device than anybody in the market. Mm -hmm. Others you know, that, that, that are in the EMM category can protect at the device and app, but they can't protect at the file layer, and they cannot protect identities like what we do, so we're more secure. And then finally, price is, is a big deal here. We are just significantly less expensive for more features, and the, the box on the right here just gives you one view of where you can get identity management, mobile device and mobile application management and data protection and we list that at $7.60 per user that's for up to five devices. Now if you wanted to you could go and buy an identity service you know an identity management solution from somebody else and then another EMM solution from somebody else and cobble those together but you're going to pay two or three times. In fact in this category if you take a look we have the links on the bottom that actually will take you off to pricing sheets from the other vendors that, that, that we compete with and as you go take a look at that what you'll find is that the enterprise mobility suite is like you know, 
a fraction, <laughs> like, like, like these, other yeah. co- these other products are two and a half times the cost of the Enterprise Mobility Suite and they deliver less. Yeah, and it's, it's really, it's a big deal. I mean, I've, I was at a conference this week and telling people exactly that, you know, we actually have something which is easier to buy than the other folks that are in this space. And they were kind of confused by the situation where Microsoft has become the easiest company to license with, but not only the easiest, more cost-effective than, than other folks. So it's one of those things, as you're deciding on what you're going to do with your enterprise mobility strategy, price does come into it. It is, a, it is an issue. Yeah, and, and while, we're, while we're talking about price for a minute, one of the things that happened over the last 30 days was we actually introduced the enterprise mobility suite in what we call open pricing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of when the Enterprise Mobility Suite was first put on the price list. And for the first 10 months, it was only available through uh, um, uh, enterprise agreements. And so you had two ways to get a hold of the Enterprise. Well, you could get the individual components by going up to the website and putting in your credit card number. Or if you wanted the benefits and and the discount that comes by buying the suite, the only way you could get that was to go through an enterprise agreement, which really, in, in, in a lot of ways, locked out a lot of our customers. If you were smaller in nature and you didn't have an EA with, with Microsoft, you really were kind of unable to purchase EMS. Well, on March 1st, we put the Enterprise Mobility Suite onto the open price list, which now opens up for any customer in the world. Mm-hmm. Any size, anywhere in the world can now purchase the Enterprise Mobility Suite. And we are already seeing just the surge of interest in this because you know we've just kind of unlocked the floodgates that allow everybody and anybody to now purchase it. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be incredibly popular when people do that. I think you, you describe it exactly right there. It is going to be the floodgates opening because the conversations that I've been having over the past year have literally been, I love it, I think it's amazing. As a Microsoft partner, how do I go and explain this to customers that only have a couple of hundred seats? Well, now you have the ability to very easily sell to them. Not only that, you can actually access this if you're a Microsoft partner through the Action Pack as well in order to be able to get it for your um, your own use rights inside of your partner organization. So it's a pretty cool set of things to be doing. And from a partner perspective, you know, we're actually doing a revenue share, if you will, on this. And so when you sign up a, an organization and get them running on the Enterprise Mobility Suite, there's a monthly annuity that comes to you as a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting, uh, just a quick, a quick anecdote on this. I was meeting with a bunch of partners a couple of weeks ago, and one of the partners told me, he says, I am literally putting my kids through college with the annuity that is now coming in as I'm helping all my customers move to the enterprise mobility suite. Yeah, and I guess this is one of those places where partners, for a start, they were a little bit skeptical about this model because it was a little bit different. But now, as you say, it's one of those places where people really are sort of very happy with the experience that we're giving them in this place. So enterprise mobility suite, available, all segments, on the price list, open, just not the enterprise agreement. That was a significant event for you know, the enterprise mobility management category in the last 30 days. And I think the next most significant event was probably the announcement of um, MDM inside of Office 365. Yeah, that, that is actually GA'd. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's pretty incredible stuff. It really is. And maybe, maybe we can just give a little bit of context on mm. kind of what we were thinking here. And this literally goes back to a couple of conversations that I was having with the office leadership about two years ago now. And we were talking about where we thought the market was going, and, and we were talking about how you know these issues around security and the concerns around security and protection were going to elevate. We've seen that mm-hmm. all these cyber attacks, you know, all the things that we're reading about. You know, literally two years ago, as I was meeting with the office leadership, we were talking about what we could do to help our customers ensure the integrity and the security of the corporate content, both in files as well as email that was that was in office. And at that time, you know, and, and still is the case, the majority of the world's mobile devices are managed to exchange ActiveSync. You know, yeah. And if, again, kind of putting your mind here for a minute, if 
if you, if you think in totality of all the world's mobile devices that are being managed, 90% of them are being managed through EAS today? I, yep. you know, it's, it's, I, would, I would imagine that's so. Not, that's, yeah. not a fa- that's, not, that's not like a research-driven number, but it's kind of in that category. Yeah. And I can tell you today inside of, of Office 365, there are millions and millions of, of iPads and Android devices that are managed through EAS. Mm. But EAS just doesn't have enough anymore. You know, since kind of the inception of EAS, yeah. these concepts of mobile device management, the mobile device management layer that's built into iOS is released, and so we needed to do more. And that was the genesis of why we decided to build and integrate components of Intune into Office 365. And I guess one of those things that, um, that has kind of grown as, uh, as the world has grown, p- more people are doing bring your own device. Yeah. And when we designed, I guess, Exchange Active Sync, we didn't think about the, th- the thought that a device might be owned by an individual. And we might have to have a situation where we could just wipe away corporate data. And that's not something you can do out of the box with Exchange Active Sync. Yeah. So that's one of these places where bringing MDM features directly into Office 365 really does add a huge amount of value because it takes you to that next level. Yeah, and, and again, the intent on this was to deliver to our customers that ability for them to have a more, a, a more rich set of capabilities, mm-hmm. settings, things like jailbreak detection, conditional yeah. access, just as a native part of Office 365. It's just, it's just inherently built in. But then, you know, we know that most customers, as they start to look at what MDM and enterprise mobility management means, they start there. They start locking down the device, power on password, make sure the device is encrypted, those types of pieces. But then eventually, as they get a little bit more mature, they want to move on and do more. And so what we've enabled here is it's just very simple for an organization to simply upgrade to the full enterprise mobility suite and get more of those capabilities. But they can start, you know, uh, with, with where most people start. It's free. It's just a part of, of Office 365, so there's not even a transaction that has to happen. And then as they're ready and as their, or, and their, as their organization matures, they can upgrade to additional capabilities. And what we've actually done on the back end here is a single tenant, a single mm-hmm. customer, can have some devices that are using the Intune capabilities and some that are using the, the Intune capabilities that are included in Office 365, so it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. Yeah, and that gives them maximum flexibility, which is one of the things that I love about the way that we build our tooling. Yeah. It's designed to give people maximum flexibility. So maybe we ought to take a yeah, look at that. Yeah, let's take a quick look. So I'm going to switch over to the iPad now. Okay, so I've actually already taken this device and I've manually added my... Um, email profile onto it, my Exchange email profile. And you can see that the very first thing that we get is the conditional access message, which is saying, hold on, you're not actually enrolled, your device isn't enrolled yet. Before you can get email, you need to do enrollment. So no other email is going to flow down to this user on this device until they've gone through that process. So I'm going to do the very first thing it says. I'm going to go and enroll my device. It's going to take me across to uh, Safari. And from there, we're going to go and get access to say, hey, we're going to enroll the device. Say, so open up the application, the Intune portal. It would have taken me to the iTunes store because I'm on an iOS device to have downloaded it. I've now got the uh, company portal app, and it's asking me to sign in with my Office 365 credentials. So I'll just go ahead and do that. I'm going to be, um, in this case, Brad, I'm going to be you. I don't know how you need my password. Uh, I'll, I think maybe after this I'll just disable that account. <laughs> so it's going to now go through the authentication process, actually authenticating with Azure AD. And assuming that we, uh, we actually got everything right, which it should be okay, it's continued past that point, it's then going to open up and start to do the enrollment process inside of the company portal. So. 
going to enroll. Now, part of the mechanics that's happening here in the background is it literally is going and creating an object in Active Directory for the device. Mm -hmm. And then on every device in Active Directory, there are two attributes. And what it's doing right now is it's going and marking an attribute that says, hey, this device is now a device that is under management. Then the rest of the Microsoft services and the ecosystem that's building around that can now start to use that as an attribute as they, as they look to see how secure the device is. And it's installing your profiles. And so now what is happening is the device has been, has been created inside of Active Directory, and now it's beginning to bring down the profiles, which are the Intune policies, to actually start to enforce settings and things like conditional access on the device itself. Yeah, it's actually bringing them all down into, into the device. And as you say, we can be really, in Intune, we can be very granular with this, but inside of the policy, which we'll show you in a second for MDM, we've made, uh, for Office 365, we've made it a lot easier to, um, to just take the very, uh, the very kind of vanilla settings, if you were. And you know, one of the most important things to point out here is what's happening right now where you're actually enrolling the device for management is actually one of the biggest speed bumps that companies have in actually delivering secure email and bringing their devices under management. You know, every week I get a chance to visit with customers and, you know, I'll, I'll ask them, like, how many devices have you been able to bring under management? And, you know, they're all frustrated with the fact that it takes time and effort to get their devices enrolled, okay? And so what we've done here in conjunction with the office team is now integrated the, the process to enroll the device with the actual creation and provisioning of the email inbox. And we all know that one of the first things that every employee does or every user does when they get a new mobile device is they go and set up their company email on it. Now, as they just do that, it's just a natural process, a natural part of it. We will also take them through the process to enroll the device for management. And that's just not with the MDM capabilities that are included in Office 365. That's a generic statement of using Intune in the Enterprise Mobility Suite with Office 365. So we're in a situation where we've actually now got flowing email, and that, uh, that uh, message will go away in a few moments. It'll be replaced with um, some email for this user, which is flowing down to the device. And again, let me talk, let me talk about what's happening in the back mm. end here. Yeah, let's switch back over to that. Yeah, so what's happening in the back end is, is, is several times a day, Intune is now riding into that object in Azure Active Directory that the device is compliant or not compliant. And then every time an application or any time a request is made to exchange or a request is made to SharePoint online, the back-end service actually goes and checks on that attribute in Azure Active Directory. And if you have a conditional access policy in place that says, I only want email and I only want files to flow down to a mobile device if it's managed and if it's protected, if, that, if both of those attributes are not affirmative, they're not yes, email doesn't flow, files don't flow. Mm -hmm. So it gives you that level of security to be able to protect the company assets conditionally based upon the device being under management and being compliant with the policies. Yeah, that's actually incredibly important as well because it's not just email, it is file settings. It's, mm -hmm. It is the ability to access, uh, to access your OneDrive. So looking now at the, um, at the management portal for Office 365, we can see that uh, Brad's iPad um, has enrolled successfully. Mm -hmm. It's listing that for us. And we can see here as well that we can go to full wipe or selective wipe. So just wipe out the company data. And one thing to point out here, this is you know, in the Office 365 administrator portal, and you can just see just how integrated this is. So it says mobile devices right here. And what that is, is that is the interface now that is driving the Intune capabilities from within Office 365. So this is quite literally the Office 365 administrator is now interacting with the Intune service. But the experience is all integrated. It's just one solution to the administrator. It, I think the office team did a fantastic job in how they integrated this. Yeah, it really is actually incredibly, um, incredibly tightly knit together and very, very familiar as an Office 365 admin. 
when, in order to actually make everything work, I would have to go to manage settings and I have to configure my domain to make sure that MDM was working. And I also have to go off and get my um, Apple push notification certificate from Apple, uh, do the certificate exchange with uh, Microsoft Intune and Office 365 to just tie those things together. And again, this is a place I think the Office team did a phenomenal job. I remember sitting mm. six or seven months ago in the review meetings where they were actually walking us through the process and what it was going to look like to actually go do all this work. Because in order to set up an EMM solution, there's work that you've got to do, like, like integrating with the Apple Push mm -hmm. Network. They've made it as simple as possible, and it just is a very easy way to do it. Yeah. Super uh, happy with, with how this turned out. So what we can actually do here is go into um, device setting policies and access rules, and then we can start to um, just say how we're going to interact with our, um, with our devices. Yeah, and this will also give us a chance to talk about what MDM capabilities are included in Office 365. So the very first thing here is if we have a look at um, manage device access settings, this is going to give us the, 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 the settings that apply to every device entering um, our Office 365 environment. So we can say here, what are we going to do if the device isn't capable of applying policy? In this case, we've said we're going to allow those devices, but we could say if a device isn't capable of using policy, just don't allow it in the front door in the first place. And then we can also say that for some folks, we don't want to put that, uh, that default in place. So perhaps they're people that we want to make sure always have access. So that could be some secure test users, yeah. or it could be the, uh, the folks in the C-level suite. So we'll just cancel back from there. And now I'm going to go and create a new um, device access policy here. And we'll give it a name. I'll just call it New Poll, just so that we can move through quickly. And now we can start to see exactly the settings that we have access to. So obviously, we can do things like prevent users from using simple passwords. We can require alphanumerics. We can need specific lengths of passcodes. And we can say how many attempts we need before failure for wipes. We can put password expiration policy in place on a device. But one of the things that I really love, we have jailbreak detection built in. We can't tell you how we're doing the jailbreak detection. But uh, we also have this extra tick box, which is require managing an email profile. So in the example that I just showed you where I actually manually added my email profile and then the conditional access control said, hey, your device isn't up to scratch, we're going to block it for a while. I could actually say that in order to unblock that access, the user has to go and delete that mail profile and Office 365 has to have pushed down the mail profile for me. And the really key thing about that is that that then means that the email profile is completely managed by Intune and Office 365. So if we do a selective wipe, we wipe out all of the email. Without putting that in place, we couldn't do it. Now, honestly, I'm super impressed by this one tick box because underneath the hood here, what we're actually doing is we're saying, not only when you tick this are we going to require that, but if it's not there, we're going to push all of those settings down to the device. Because it's Office 365, we know what the name of your email server is, and we know what the user's logging on as in this case, so we already know the settings so we don't make you enter them again. I think that's really clever. It's a great piece of work. Yeah, maybe just a little bit of additional insights into this as well. I mean, this, I, again, I'm just super happy with how this has all turned out. But if you think about where everybody starts at as they start thinking about mobile device management and enterprise mobility management, these are the settings you all start with. Yeah. This, is, this is the default that everybody uses. Mm -hmm. And so many customers that I've spoken with that maybe had purchased a, a third-party EMM solution to do these capabilities have said, I can't wait for this to come out because I, I no longer will need that. And I think that will be often the case because what we've seen is there's actually very little MAM deployed. Mm -hmm. It's mostly MDM, and this is the bulk of, of what has been deployed. It is. I mean, I think the, um, the, the one action that everybody should take out of this is if you're an Office 365 customer, you need to go back and actually look and see if you've deployed another solution for being able to provide just this policy, yep. 
do you really need to keep, keep taking exactly. that cost on anymore? Exactly. And then the other thing to yeah. take a look at, if you're Office 365, you're probably already using EES to do this kind of settings. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is now just move to using the mobile device management capabilities, and you'll get 100 additional settings capabilities that EES does not have. Mm -hmm. You'll have jailbreak detection, and you'll have the ability to enforce these conditional access policies, which is all about saying, hey, we're not going to flow email, we're not going to um, de deploy files down to a device unless it's secure and managed. So great value built in. The other thing that I think is worth pointing out in this right now is kind of talk about what we've done on the back end to manage all mm -hmm. of this. So one of the things that we've done, just it's more than just this kind of pretty experience right here. We've done the work to where, as you think about Office 365, Azure Active Directory, and Intune, we are actually doing common management, common monitoring, common operations across those three services. And the reason we're doing that is if for some reason these policies are being enforced and a user can't get email, we need to be able to, to be notified about that before our customers see that. And heaven forbid, if you actually have to call into support for help, we want to be able to have our support organization be able to see end-to-end -end what's going on. So now across, again, across Office 365, Azure Active Directory, and Intune, we literally have got those monitoring, those runners, everything that's looking and giving us that performance and availability across that integrated service. And we, we think about it is as one. And that kind of integration with Office 365 is really only possible at Microsoft as, we're as, we're, as we are really operating these services in a unified way. Yeah, it's a, it is fantastic. And we are completely unique in the marketplace of actually being in that position. So go take a look at these features. They are absolutely amazing. One of the other things that we wanted to be able to do with this show was to be able to give people the sneak peek into the roadmap yep. and where Microsoft's going. So let's move across and, um, and actually do that. And again, we can do that directly through uh, the power of the Microsoft.com website now, which is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, we referenced this last week as well, or last month as well. And the way that you get to the roadmap, I just always go into a search engine mm -hmm. and type in Azure uh, Roadmap, and it comes up to this. But you can also go to aka.mswac.emsroadmap, and it actually will bring you this up. So one of the things I would really encourage everybody to think about is on a, on a monthly basis, go take a look at this, because we update this literally several times a month. Mm -hmm. And so what you're looking at again here is you, you can actually see the, the, the roadmap for all the things that we're delivering as a service, whether it be you know, enterprise mobility, the things we're doing, you know, mobility, but you could look at SQL and data, those types of pieces. And so just scroll up for a minute. Let's just show the categories real quick again here, Simon. So the way that we've structured this is you can see what's been made recently available, what's in public preview, what's in development, if there's been something that we've talked about that's been canceled. So first of all, the thing, first thing I would point out here from an enterprise mobility is you know, look at everything that we've released. We've been on this monthly cadence, November, December, February, March. You know, we, 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 uh, that, that February release came out the first week of February. And so, um, you know, there's not, a, there's not a January in there. It was right mm -hmm. on the border. But roll up for a minute. Let's look at what came out in the last 30 days. The biggest things that you, as you take a look at this are the things that we released. First of all, there's a bunch of, of, of innovation that we did in conjunction with Apple and then in their enrollment process. Mm -hmm. And the feedback that we've received from Apple specialists that we've spoken to around the world is that it, we've done a fantastic job on yeah. this. I think the things that are most interesting in the last month, though, is the work that we did to bring more of the office applications under management, so more of the applications are now enabled for the MAM capabilities, as well as the things that we've done in, in terms of conditional access, specifically to OneDrive for Business. And so you just demonstrated uh, conditional access to Exchange and Exchange Online, we now have this also to be able to do this with OneDrive for Business in the cloud, which again is all about securing that content. But it's been a fantastic month, and I'll tell you, I was sitting in the project reviews yesterday looking at everything that's coming out in the next release of Intune, and it's, you know, you just sit back and I, I, I just kind of like mm -hmm. smile to myself, and I go, our customers are going to be ecstatic with this con constant, continual flow of new value out. 
because that's what was released. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what's in preview. Yeah, so some of the things that have moved into preview uh, over the course of the past month are also um, pretty pretty incredible, actually. So a couple of the ones that I want to um, to pull out from the uh, the list specifically. Um, Azure Active Directory Connect moved on to CTP2. Now, Azure AD Connect is uh, a tool for helping to configure your, um, your on-premises directory synchronization, your Active Directory Federation services, everything around authentication up into uh, Microsoft Azure AD. That was incredibly important because one of the things that we brought in was the ability to move from DirSync, the older tool, onto Azure Active Directory Sync using Azure AD Connect. Yeah, and I think one of the things there to point out is, uh, in many ways, especially with some of the ADFS kind of past, we made it a little bit too difficult for mm-hmm. people to be able to get those identities up in the cloud. And, and, in, 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 and in some cases, people went and bought a third party because it was easier to do that. Yeah. With what we've done now with, with identities, with the new DirSync and what we've done here with Connect, it's really simple to get that out. You don't need anything it else. And it ro- works really well for pretty complicated deployments mm-hmm. as well. Um, things where they are deployed to multiple forests, for example. Now we can deal with that. We can rebuild information inside of the meta space, um, inside of the uh, the sync tool before it goes into Azure Active Directory. So very, very cool stuff. We also brought out um, into preview uh, multi-factor authentication per application. Yeah. Very, very cool. That means that we can take um, an application which you're taking, say, for example, from your on-premises environment. You want to publish that um, out to the cloud, give everybody access. That might be your company intranet. So you're pretty much okay with people using a username and password for that. But then you want to go and do the same thing with the HR application. You probably don't want to just use username and password. You might want multi-factor authentication in place for that. So we've made it possible with just a couple of clicks to actually turn that on. Pretty. And this is going stuff. out across all, all 120,000 employees across Microsoft right yeah. now. I mean, on, on a regular basis, we are going to be challenging all of our users with the multi-factor authentication in order to protect and, and secure the company. Yeah. Something I would, uh, I would encourage everybody to think about. You really need to be thinking about how you use that multi-factor authentication because the majority of these cyber attacks we've all read about come down to a user account having had their account fished, mm-hmm. and you got to identify who those are. And, if, and, 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 and as a best practice, a regular multi-factor authentication will help block those. Yeah, and I'm actually also turning it off most of my demo accounts. Because when I demo things and we do the oh, screen yeah. captures, yeah. it doesn't matter so much if my password leaks anymore. So it's a, a very useful um, thing to be in place for. So what are we working on at the moment? Yeah, in development. Um, do me a favor, just kind of close that one up there if you would. Yeah, yeah. The, the biggest thing that I would say is, is, is being worked on right now in terms of across enterprise mobility is, is, is Windows 10. You know, we're getting close there. Um, the teams are, 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 are just doing a tremendous amount of work on Windows 10, and this actually will play a very prevalent role in the keynotes at Ignite. Um, and so you can take a look at the things that kind of at a high-level capabilities. Windows 10 support, the wor- additional work that we're doing around conditional access because that's going to be core to protecting all the company assets. And again, that's one of the things that we're in the process of rolling out globally across Microsoft as well. Uh, you know, we're doing additional things w- with respect to identity. And one of the most common requests we have right now is give me a solution that allows me to have a B2C so that I can actually have an identity for my customers mm-hmm. that I can manage through Azure Active Directory. That is being worked on right now, and I think people are going to be very interested in that. This Azure RMS document tracking, phenomenal. You know, think of the ability to be able to send out a protected document and then get notified anytime somebody tries to open it, they try to forward it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, wait till you see what we have on that. And that's one of the most interesting uh, demos, I think, in the Ignite keynote. And then finally, we're going to talk a great deal over the next five weeks or so about what the future of Config Manager is and what those updated releases are and how we're going to enable you to, to, to work and, and support Windows 10 out of the chutes, no matter what you're on, whether that's on 2007 or 12 or, 
or 2000 R2, as well as what the roadmap for Config Manager looks like going forward. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty impressive, and Ignite is going to be incredibly exciting. So. It has sold out as an event, so unfortunately, if you don't have your ticket already, you're not going to be able to come along. But there will be live streaming direct from the venue uh, as we're doing everything, and hopefully there'll be a few more uh, little surprises that we can share with you uh, directly on Channel 9 as we're, uh, as we're broadcasting live. Now, there's yeah. one more thing. I was just going to say real quickly, uh, you know, I've been working with Satya, Joe Belfiore, Gurdeep on, on their keynotes, and that's, that's going to kind of be the order. You're looking at Satya, uh, Joe from, from Windows, Gurdeep from Moss, and then I'll, then I'll kind of cover off the enterprise side. Um, those those uh, keynotes look amazing, yeah. and actually we're building those keynotes all in, in kind of one shot together. And so, if you're not going to be able to attend invite, uh, Ignite, please watch the webcast. It's going to be fun. Mm. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty amazing. There's one more thing though. You've got a little extra device. Yeah. Around. Yeah. About a month ago, you know, the uh, the Surface team came over and gave me uh, the Surface Three. And so here I've got my Surface Three Pro that I absolutely love, and and here I've got the new Surface Three device. What I love about this device, you know, one, it's, it's an Intel Atom processor, mm -hmm. so it runs the same instruction set that, yeah. that Windows Pro does. Yeah, we can run desktop apps. Exactly. I mean, one of the things that, that, that we just, you know, didn't quite maybe hit the mark with, with RT mm -hmm. is it could only run modern applications. It couldn't yeah. run the old ones. And so, you know, this ability to have this device, it's a wonderful form factor, an all-day battery, and it starts at a price point of $500. You know, you better believe all my kids are going to have one of these. It's, 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 it's wonderful. I would, I would encourage people to do it. I actually don't, I don't even know if people noticed this, but I just, I just realized this. You're running Windows 10 yeah. on everything that we've been demoing here today. Yeah, everything's inside of, uh, inside of, um, inside of Spartan. Yeah, and I've, I've got Windows 10 deployed on my, uh, on my Surface 3 device here, and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait to get it out. Yeah, it's going to be fabulous when we, uh, when we get to that point. Thank you very much, folks, for watching the show again. Please let us know. Um, if you have any questions, comments, anything that you specifically uh, want us to cover or talk about inside of the show, um, drop them into the show notes, comment on the show wherever you find it, or you can obviously get hold of us uh, on the Twitter, um, at in the cloud Microsoft uh, MSFT, and at SciMonster as well. So uh, please do that, and we will see you next time on the next Endpoint Zone.